Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. A-U-N. American Underground Network. The primary reason why the individual citizens of a country create a political structure is a subconscious wish or desire to perpetuate their own dependency relationship of childhood. Simply put, they want a human God to eliminate all risk from their lives, pat them on the head, kiss their bruises, put a chicken on every dinner table, clothe their bodies, tuck them into bed at night, and tell them that everything will be all right when they wake up in the morning. This public demand is incredible, so the human God, the politician, meets incredibility with incredibility by promising the world and delivering nothing. So who is the bigger liar, the public or the godfather? All revolutions have been led by young people. If you just think of the TV images of whether it's Tiananmen Square or whether it's the uh, revolts in Central America or Europe, it's the young people, it's the college people who are more principled and not locked in and they're not embedded with the government. They are the ones who are concerned about the future because the future is theirs. My research has shown at this point that the future laid out for us may be just about impossible to change. I do not agree with the means by which the powerful few have chosen for us to reach the end. I do not agree that the end is where we should end at all. But unless we can wake the people from their sleep, nothing short of civil war will stop the planned outcome. It's the National Collective Consciousness Show with Dee Dee Farrell in Portland, Oregon, Jim Condit Jr. in Cincinnati, Ohio, Steve Harris in Charlotte, North Carolina. Now, live from Evanston, Illinois, your host, Fred Smart. Hey, thanks, everyone. Another open forum night. Uh, the dog days of summer are here, and uh, we're just going to talk openly about things that are happening in our world. Uh, you know, this thing seems to be on autopilot. The meme war against CNN has just blown up beginning on July 4th, pretty hysterically. If you haven't followed this, uh, Donald Trump's uh, war against CNN has just blown up uh, because CNN uh, tried to out this individual who was responsible for creating the GIF that's been blown up all over the Internet of, of Donald Trump at a worldwide wrestling event many years ago. Uh, he... he, he he, it was all staged, but he was actually there uh, knocking this guy down, pretending like he was beating him up. And the guy being beaten up in this gift is CNN, the CNN logo. So CNN uh, did some of their own research and basically identified this guy and threatened to out him or dox him to the world global Internet community, uh, violating a violation of his privacy, of his security, and uh, they all po- they posted it openly on the internet, and the internet just completely blew up all July 4th, all July 5th. The hashtag CNN blackmail was trending for a whole day, day and a half, uh, and uh, it is just it's pretty much an incredible story. So um, these memes are very powerful. The use of memes, I didn't think it would be this simplistic and hysterical and direct, but uh, Donald Trump uh, unleashed this massive, uh, almost like thermonuclear bomb uh, on, 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 you know, on July, uh, a couple of days before July 4th over the weekend, and it just enraged CNN so much that they actually tried to track down the guy who created the gift, 
threatened to out his identity and and uh, violated his privacy and uh, threatened his security, and the rest is kind of history. So here, here we are. Happy July 4th, everyone. Uh, my wife and my, my two younger sons were up in Madison visiting our our middle son uh, to see him play baseball. He's got a little bit of a uh, injury on his left knee. I hope it heals up. He's struggling again at the plate. I think it's because of this knee issue. But other than that, we've got Al Jordan on the line, uh, interested in uh, following up from our idea a week ago when we impromptu, impromptu we brought him onto the call to share this idea of uh, creating a a uh, a journalistic uh, uh, seat there in, in in the heart of Washington D.C. The Trump administration has, has opened up uh, these press briefings to other alternative news organizations, and it may behoove us all. Uh, Al's willing to knock on the door over there uh, to present some press credentials, and um, he's really excited about the idea. So. I told Al just to come out of the call tonight that Steve would be on, and, and, and of course, nothing probably got done this past week because of the holiday, but we can at least talk about it. Al, you still there? Yeah. I, I, what I, the only thing that I've done so far is um, I called the White House press uh, office to see whether or not there was some way to get credentials. They don't even talk about it. I've, I sent them an email, and I sent left voicemail. I don't really expect them to call me back. I suppose what I could do is whatever credentials I might need is to bring them with me and just physically show up at the White House and see if they'll let me on the grounds or not. Um, I guess that's the only way to do it. I mean, I guess we could call some of the, the, the uh, radio and television stations that, and newspapers that, that are there. Uh, Bob, I don't, I don't know if they'd be very helpful because I think you'd be a competition to what they have to say. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, getting the attention of the president or the the uh, the press secretary. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I mean, I I think that we could choose a couple of questions that we would ask each week, and I would just show up at the press briefings and and whatever, if the president was actually talking and see whether or not I could get, a, you know, the question in, you know, uh, and see what he has to say. Uh, um, I don't know what kind of credentials other than being someone, you know, my age and following the, you know, the politics of things a little bit. Um, hey, Al? Uh, yeah. Just, just sort of an idea to throw out there. Uh, with the advent of YouTube and the ability to, Put a stick on your camera and basically yep. shine it back on yourself. Um, yep. I don't know what they call those sticks, but um, you know that hold up your phones. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know either. You know, there's got to be some iconic place close to the White House, like a, a buttonwood tree or a cherry tree, or maybe a statue or just something that uh, could could be used as a regular place to appear, boots on the ground, and maybe maybe we could start something, you know, to, to just oh, say... Oh, I see. I, yeah, I, I know, can we see are, that. We are here, boots on the ground, and, and maybe start a, a movement or a, a trend where the physical, iconic presence, location of very powerful questions that could be filmed, just self-filming on YouTube and posted, but it's just associated. I mean, you know those guys at the White House, they always have the White House in the background. Yes, they do. But there's got to be another way to kind of turn this upside down on its head to to suggest or or have some iconographic, some backdrop that... Maybe we can have it's a blog or something. What about like a V blog or something? There's this this guy that I've been told to follow, who's in his mid thirties, who um, uses the city of New York as a, as a backdrop. His name is Casey Neistat, and mm-hmm. he basically he basically talks about his family and about what he does every single day. Nothing all that important, and yet Samsung you know, sends him all over the world 
pays for everything. Um, and he lives a pretty nice lifestyle, but basically just talking about himself. Um, you know, it's, and he uses New York. He had, he was using drones and other things up until recently. They won't allow you to use drones in the city of Washington. I guess they're afraid that someone will try and do some damage to the, to the people there. But I think you are right. Uh, all the stations here have a particular place on the White House lawn somewhere yeah. where they talk. Now, yeah. and I don't know exactly where that is. It would be interesting to find out. Well, I'd like to be able to go and talk to someone who's a news personality here. And I don't know any. The only people I know is a weatherman that probably shut. That's about mm-hmm. it. Um, that's about it. Oh, and, and uh, some other woman used to be a, a local newscaster, but I don't know anybody that actually gets onto the ground. I think the only way to do it is you're not, I'm not, I don't know that I'm going to get any cooperation from the local uh, national media guys, but I do think it's possible that if I go and physically show up and, and ask, but that might actually work. Okay. Um, and, you know, at the very least, uh, they might be able to point me somewhere. I mean, they do have a guard, guard post there, you know, uh, by the driveway coming into the, ha- into the White House. Yeah. Um, and see what they have to say. Now, I guess you all have heard that, that Donald Trump has opened up the press corps. Is that what he's done? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and there, there are certain, I mean, I looked at the, the, the press briefing uh, seat uh, locations, and uh, I didn't see InfoWars on there, so I'm kind of confused. But I think he's opened up another uh, non-seating sort of a periphery-type standing where you, you're not necessarily in your own seat in one of the aisles, yeah. Yeah. but you can be in, in the room itself. You see, like along the walls. Well, so, someone that you introduced me to a long time ago, Gary Franchi. Remember him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has his own his own station, his own his own uh, network uh, thing that he does every single day, and he's got hundreds of thousands, not millions of people watching him every day. Uh, I don't know that he ever goes to Washington. I think he broadcasts out of Chicago. Yeah. Um, but certainly. Our cell phones are powerful enough to actually handle the video. Uh, I, think, I think that's a problem. Um, I just, I would just like to be able to, if we're going to have, if we're going to have a question of the week to ask, be able to submit it, and hear, and have the press corps respond to it. I mean, the press, you know, the press secretary was something like that every once in a while. I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I, uh, I've certainly prepared. I would love to do it. Uh, I did go to a a pre-4th of July party on July 3rd. And I had met a man who uh, really surprised me. He was one of the senior analysts for the GAO, a man in his 50s, maybe even 60s, I don't know. And he was talking about, you know, the, the data and statistics that we should be getting from the government. Um, and he started talking about, you know, doomsday in you know, September 2017. And I couldn't get him to talk. So left them a message. I think it's important to get close to some of these, you know, sort of. Al, Al, wait a minute. Could you elaborate yeah. on on that that um, subject? Doomsday, September 2007. Yeah, apparently, 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 um, there's going to be a major shift in uh, all the banks worldwide. And the Federal Reserve is going to set off a shift and change how money flows. I don't even know what that means. I'm not going to even pretend to know, you know. Um, but he did say that the entire economy could come to, come to a halt for a day or two in September worldwide. Hmm. Um, and, I, and, and I said, well, what's that about? He said, well, there, there's apparently a misalignment with the debt that's supposed to be paid worldwide in, in, you know, in thousands of places and the actual payment of the debt, and they can't get it to work. It can't get synchronous. And I'm thinking, that just seems silly. You know, it doesn't make any sense to me at all. Um, but I sent an email to him asking him if I could meet with him. Yeah. And uh, I didn't ask anything in the email because I don't want an email going to the GAO with a you know, pointed question about, is the war yeah. coming to an end, basically, you know, yeah, 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 in yeah. September. So, uh, you know, I'm going to try and meet with him. But I, I think that if, 
I think people like this individual and others could be helpful in creating and crafting our questions. He knows things this guy obviously does that they're not being broadcast, you know, to the general public. And he still say, everything I'm going to tell you, when I did meet with him, just, just casually, you know, everybody was drinking in the room except me, because I'm driving. Um, and um, <laughs> and uh, I said, you know, uh, everything I'm going to tell you is already on the, on the uh, GAO website, but you're not going to understand what the GAO website is actually saying except on a very peripheral 10,000-foot level. You're not going to see the granularity that's actually there uh, without having a guy who walks you through the data. And I thought, that's interesting. They're actually telling us stuff, and they're actually doing things in plain sight, but it's, it's, it's crafted in such a way that you and I don't understand what's actually going on. So I was, what I wanted to do is to find out what's the lexicon look like. Is there, a, is there a Rosetta Stone that we could apply to the data and be pretty secure in the conclusion that we come to and maybe from time to time, you know, be able to talk about it on the call here, you know, yeah. um, that kind of thing. I mean, we could talk any, about any number of things that are going on. I have noticed, however, um, that, you know, uh, uh, Movement in and out of Washington, D.C. has become a much more difficult thing recently. I don't know why. Um, I do know that there's a lot more guards around the Federal Reserve and the White House and a number of other buildings than there ever were before. And I noticed a lot more cameras than there ever were before, and even within the past year or so. They've also, it's really strange, and this, this may be just me, but everybody I know has noticed it. They've taken down the signs for directions to go to various really? streets in and around Washington. Yeah, it's weird. Wow. Places where there were signs, so you go to various places, are gone. And then once they replace it, well, you can barely see. It's almost as if they're afraid there's going to be some kind of, I don't know, civil uprising. Everybody's going to get lost in the city. I mean, I don't know. I don't get it. It's really strange. You have to see it, experience it to see it. You know, and I don't, I don't make any claims about what it really means. I don't know what it really means. But the place has become a very strange, even stranger than it's been in the past. You know, um, it's almost open warfare with the media here. I'm sure you guys are seeing it all over the country. We're definitely seeing it here. Um, where, I don't know, I, there's a, I guess there's a guy named Tucker Carlson. Yeah. He's from, he's from New England, but he, he lives here. He likes to catch people, likes to catch people and things. He's, I think he's a, a Fox News guy. I never seen yeah. him on Fox News. I've seen him on I've seen him on YouTube. Yeah, he's got his own show. Chuck, uh, Chuck yeah, yeah. You know, um, he can't even go to his house without being, you know, berated on the streets by the by the liberals coming out of out of Maryland and Virginia. I mean, literally got an arm an armed car armed car to get to the to the studio. So it's I mean it's it's really become a very strange place. I mean, what do we all want to know? In this call, what do we all want to know what's going to happen? Or do we just want to observe? Do you want to ask questions that, you know, lead to other questions? What, what do we want to come out with? What is, where, where are we? Are we going to become a station? Are we going to become a media outlet? Is that what we're going to do? I think maybe that's the next evolution for us, but is that what we really want to do? But I don't mind what we do, but I'd just like to be in the White House and ask the questions on behalf of everybody. That's all, really. I think what we're talking about is just, you know, if there is a, an, a truly an opening up of, of access to these White House press briefings or Washington, D.C. press briefings, yeah. uh, and you physically could make it there. Oh, I could do it any time. And it, you could inquire no, about the process of applying. Yeah. Uh, Steve's, well, Steve's son could easily create some really nice-looking credentials for you to use. I'd like to do that. The logo and everything else, right? I can be at the. Yeah, but the only thing is, Fred, all that's on hold right now. Kind of like the news a couple weeks ago. We got news that we are being audited uh, August the second. I probably got maybe sixty, seventy hours worth of paperwork to resolve that. So everything we got planned is on hold until that gets straightened. Wait, what's being audited? 
our company, me and Darlene. So oh, shoot. Oh, crap. This is a big deal. So that's what I was doing. Oh, Steve, you're kidding me. Have you got a, have you got a, have you got a professional service that, uh, that's representing you? No, it's me and Darlene. So we've got a lot of paperwork prepared. We've been a bit, yeah. you know, uh, but, uh, it's just massive. So this is not much now, time left. It's got to be, it's got to be dealt with. That takes yeah, because that's, yes, that's an extra combined with the work I do already. So this is that much time after I finish work. So we've got a hell of a Oh, my. Steve, when did this happen? When did this happen? Last week. Last week. Well, they can't expect you to be responding within a week. No, it's not until August 2nd. Not even then. Yeah, that's when the audit is off. So. Well, Jesus Okay, God. guys. Yeah. I, I have a suggestion. Rose Lear, are you kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, Elsa's. Okay. El? Yes? Have you been watching the press conference? Yeah. Well, why don't you get your guy together with questions that you want to ask and start applying on Skype? They are accepting Skype. Really? Yes. Huh. They have opened it up to questions from from people on Skype. Usually oh, it's cool. a radio person or somebody like that, but you can you can just keep applying and I'll tell you what else I would do. I would be going back and forth on the street with your video camera or your cell phone and asking these questions on the street and putting them up on YouTube and get a presence and a following on YouTube with these questions and keep hammering to get in to the press conference through Skype. Yes. Yes. I mean, I, 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 I've done a bit of that already. I want to live in Potomac. I would stop people uh, on there's a big cycling road uh, on River Road, and I'd stop people and ask them their opinion about various things. And I've done it on video. It's using my my iPhone. I suppose I could do the same thing with this phone. So I'm not unfamiliar with with the technique. Um, yes. Yeah, so you're saying go on to Skype. So is it something like, I guess, Fred and, and Rose, it's about the kind of thing that Gary Franchi is doing, which is he has no official affiliation with anybody except his own group. And uh, he's got a massive following uh, all over the country. He's on YouTube. Just well, you all know. Day. Yeah. Come on. You know the yeah. one thing Trump likes and respects is a big following. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I know it. I know. Get a presence. Get a presence out there and start and get a YouTube channel going. Get that presence going and get start hammering on the White House to be allowed to come in on Skype. So do they actually take... Or because you are local because you are local in D.C., to give you press credentials. Right. The one thing that I know that this White House, this administration likes, is to take the people <clears throat> off the street and put them in charge. Yeah. And if you get a right. presence, if you get a big enough presence out there with what you're doing... You'll get admitted. I asked to do something similar to this in the state of Florida. I was asked to represent some lawyers to keep their lawyers' fees, but I found out that they were double-crossing me. So I joined the other side and, and started consulting to Jeb Bush without his permission. And I wrote up a, I wrote up a, a document that I had. Uh, actually, I had every single legislator in the state of Florida served with it 
and I got the law passed. And for a while, it, the, the, doc, the document I wrote was on the My Florida website. It's long gone since, of course. But I think you're right, Rose, that, that if you do things that are not that are a little bit out of context, not within the norm, you do get you do get noticed. Go go totally unconventional. Right. I think you're right. I think you're exactly right. Makes sense to me. Well, I could certainly do that, I and mean, I can be down in Washington at the White House from where I'm sitting right now. If I live to leave right now, I can be there in 17 minutes. That's how far it is. <laughs> it's, it's not far at all, of course. And I could take a subway there, take me 22 minutes. You know, it's, it's fast enough, that's for sure. Um, it's I'll not, a, it's not a big deal. I'll tell you another place that I would take yeah. that cell phone and start recording and asking questions, and that's on on the mall in front of Congress. Yeah, I can see that for sure. I certainly can. But then go down. But then go down in the streets of Washington D.C. Because when when we were there, I got to see a little bit of the surrounding downtown. Yeah. You know where the where sure. the real people live. Yep. Go talk to them. Well, yeah. Well, you know it, it, the thing. The thing about Washington is it's very strange. You have northeast which is, you know, the nice part of D.C. And then you have the core of where the, the government buildings are. But the rest of Washington is basically a slum or it's been torn down. Um, in fact, Southwest was torn down by, uh, or Southeast was torn down by Donald Trump's people in the 90s. They never rebuilt it. It's just thousands of acres that are wide open. Um, and the rest of the communities are, you know, full of, um, of pundits and senators, congressmen, a lot of lobbyists, um, of which I know a few, not a lot. I'm not going to pretend that I know much of anything. That might actually work, um, which means I'm going to have to get a new suit or a couple of new suits and be down there all the time and start talking to people. Oh, uh, John, go on Amazon. Go go order them off of Amazon. <laughs> sure, sure, but you know I'm I'm also I'm also you know talking to people that are in the government, people that are at NIST, uh, NIH scientists and the like. Um, and a man I met a couple of days ago, he was a, he's a senior analyst for the GAO. I'm not going to use his name, but you would know the name if I said it. Um, and just by accident, it was a friend of my wife's. We went to a pre Fourth of July party at somebody's house, and um, and uh, uh, I met a lot of people that that evening that are pretty heavily into the government. Um, they actually don't even know what's going on inside the government. They do all the work, but nobody talks to one another. Is what it turns uh, out, Al, largely speaking. L, I yeah. can see you. I can see you sitting there. At happy hour, drinking a whole lot of club soda and limes. That's right. And and picking these people off. I can certainly give it. I'm, I can certainly give it my best. My best shot for sure. Uh, I'd like to be able to get credentials so that I can walk into the White House and and you know be part of the press. You know, part of the press and ask questions to the to the to the uh, you know the uh, speaker there and possibly be there when there's a, a presidential address that'd be that'd be kind of fighting to be able to do that kind of thing. Oh um, yeah. You know, uh, but the, the, here's the thing: I, I don't want my politics, however, to interfere with the questions that I have. You know, um, I, I have very specific things about the healthcare uh, thing, and I probably should probably steer away from it only because I have some very definite ideas about, you know, how we should handle our health care issue in this country um, and health, how to pay for it. You know, it's well, pretty easy to pay for. You're not there to give your opinion on what right. we should. Right, I know, I know. Their opinion. 
Yes. 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 But I want my I don't want my questions to color their answers. I want my questions to be very vanilla. You know, here's our question. You know, and then but be able to keep them on track to actually answer the question that was that as posed. We've all seen interviews, you know, and we've also also all seen, you know, the, the White House speak and never directly answer any questions at all. You know, um, more times will, than not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's a, but I've certainly, and I, and I think that it would be helpful to have you know, a lot of support from you all, you know, as being your spokesman for the questions that I should be asking. I don't want to ask them for myself. I want to ask them for the group so that we all have some something to uh, to talk about and maybe contribute to what is going on, you know, uh, uh, in, in the White House and all of that. I mean, right now, you know, I'm a little concerned about what, you know, what Mr. Trump may do to North Korea. I mean, they're physically threatening us now, you know, with with, a, with missiles. God knows why anybody would be stupid enough to do that. Um, you know, so that would be the kind of question that I'd love to be able to ask in a press conference, you know, what, is, what does President Trump think about what to do? I mean, but you do then, you do read about the fact that he's prepared to take them out, I think. Although no. that might be just pro- propaganda from the Washington Post and the rest of it. I don't know what he's prepared to do, actually. I can answer that question for you, Al. Okay. Trump has already said, and he said it multitudes of times, he is not going to tell you what he is going to do before he does it. Right. Smart. And, yeah, so what you're saying is things could be going on at the, this very moment and nothing actually happens. You know, uh, as far as we're concerned, but then it actually does happen. We find out about it tomorrow morning when we exactly. get out of when we get out of bed. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's a smart thing to do. You're not going to break somebody's nose and warn them about it ten minutes in advance. He's going to break their nose. Get it? Well, he's not going to be Obama and say we're going to pull our troops out on this date. Yeah, yeah. He's not going to give them any warning. I say you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. Um, hmm. Now it's it's a, it's it's it is interesting. So I should just proceed, I guess, Steve, and just to see if I can get the everybody get the credentials and see what I could make get some some advice from people who are actually doing it. I do know some people that that have been doing it, and they ran into so much resistance. Some of them just moved out of the city, moved to San Francisco, which was kind of weird. But <laughs> I thought I had somebody that would, could help me. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I spent enough time in, you know, in the in the in the Senate and the, the Senate building and in the con- congressional buildings with many of the representatives and with the Congress with the senators. Um, they won't give you the time of day. I mean, you can sit there and talk to them for you know a little bit. You're not really getting anywhere. Even personal friends that have. A friend, his name is Rod Rob Simmons, and he was out of the eastern part of Connecticut, um, and he also had spent a lot of time in the CIA and other security services. He was in Bush One security detail. He was singularly unhelpful. You know, he couldn't talk about much of anything, which I found interesting. Can but he I made his wife. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to That's interrupt right. you. That's okay. Can I offer you another suggestion? I'll take any suggestion anybody that anybody can get because I'm, I'm completely lost with how to proceed other than what I just said. I would, I would make this suggestion to you. I would try and contact Glenn Beck and Bill O'Reilly and sit down and with both of them and pick their brains because Glenn Beck went out on his own and he's been successful at it. Yes, he has. And Bill O'Reilly is about to follow him. 
Yeah, I was surprised when he left Fox. Did they fire him? Did they ask him to leave? Or did he leave by himself? Forced him out. They forced him out. Why? Through a, a, some sexual scandal that you will see because there's going to be defamation of character lawsuits coming out from Bill O'Reilly. Oh. He and Glenn Beck you will get more out of Glenn Beck on yeah. what you want to do than you will Bill O'Reilly because Glenn Beck's the trailblazer. Yeah. And he will sit down and talk to you. Um, is he in Connecticut or is he locally here in Washington? He he moved to Texas. Glenn Beck lives in Texas now? Yeah. Okay. Wow. But I would I would connect with Glenn Beck and get okay. some pointers and tell him what you want to do. And you know what? That man, I know, will open up and he will give you everything he knows to help you do what you want to do. Sure. And he will encourage you to do it. So, so what is what is our what is our platform, guys? What platform are we coming from that um, I can represent? To and what areas? What questions should I be asking? What areas would you like to have answered? You know, um, in what I'm, you know, in, in my drive towards. We want you know, constitutional government. We want small government. We want a constitutional government. And I'm going to tell you guys right out. Forget Alex Jones. Forget all that other crap. The Federal Reserve is a big issue. And yep. and I'll tell you what, Glenn Beck is on that issue. But if you bring up Alex Jones and this 9-11 conspiracy crap, he'll turn you right off and walk away. Yeah. Well, I, I, don't, I think that the 9-11 the stuff um, and is basically you're never going to get a straight answer from anybody, even if you know exactly what happened there. It does, you're never going to get confirmation. It, it really no, it doesn't, doesn't matter. What we've got going on is we've got radical Islamists who want to kill us. And how do we protect ourselves from that? We have a Federal Reserve that is totally out of control. We have a Congress that even though we gave them everything they asked for. They aren't doing their jobs. Yeah. And who do they go after? They go after the Freedom Caucus and blame it on them. No, it's not the Freedom Caucus' fault. It's the rest of them. It's Mitch McConnell. It's Paul Ryan. It's the leadership that will not get the job done. Right. Huh. To me, those are the issues. That's where I'm Paul with the issue is. It's the Federal Reserve. Is um, the Federal Reserve is, you know, an independent body, of course, and it we, doesn't, we it doesn't, it doesn't, but it doesn't answer to the government at all. How do you get, how do you get that under control when it doesn't answer to the government? You get Congress to. No. <laughs> Congress doesn't need to audit them. Congress needs to repeal that 13th Amendment that gave them the authority. Or well, back, go back to 1913 when they created the Fed. They created it. They can nullify it. Right. The person to interview would be probably Rand Paul. It's, uh, Rand Paul will go along with that story. 
so that would be a, a good person to, to interview. And just to just to give credit, sure. if you look up on Google, Alex Jones did not get permanent White House press credentials. He got a temporary one day pass for Infowars. That's all. You can Google it. That's all over Snoops. That's all over every source there is. He got a one day temporary pass for whoever he sent up there, but uh, it's not up on the White House credentials. When when I go to see them and ask for press credentials, they're going to ask me what my what my press background is. My basically it's none. That's right. Uh, I'm just you know. Uh, so uh, that makes you even I, more qualified. <laughs> <laughs> it should. I, I, you know, like, like I said, the the story that this thing's. Uh, Infowars got trust credentials. They did when they ask yeah. you your trust credentials, you say, "I don't put out fake news." That's true. That's true. But then they'll start laughing and not take me seriously. Maybe I don't know. I could say that I'm just an ordinary citizen that lives near the near the city, and you know, I'm involved with a small group of a, you know, maybe a few hundred to a few hundred thousand people that talks every week on Thursday night and we talk about the you know the, the things of the day. L? Yeah. L? Yes. What's wrong with using your background as your credentials? Nothing. You have no. you have a very impressive background. Thank you. And your wife has a very impressive background, and I would use her credentials right along with yours. Could certainly do that. You are concerned about health care and where health care is going to go. And her credentials only mirrors yours. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um. I mean, we're we're, we're said, very, very concerned about it. Like I start doing some on-street interviews and start promoting. Saddam will come back and figure, and he'll tell you how to promote and get a presence on YouTube with followers. Sure. I'll follow you. Okay. I can do. I can start right away. Um, well, I know you. So, are we going to follow this call early because you got to get started, or what? <laughs> <laughs> I think we're actually hey, doing it right now, aren't we? Yeah, that's right. Sounds like it to me. You know, uh, it's a lot more like it is now than it used to be. Yeah. Everybody went silent. <laughs> Bill, the number the numbers of citizen journalists out there on YouTube and on Facebook and on Periscope and on all these platforms is just incredible. It's overwhelming. It really is. Absolutely. It is. It is. It is. I mean, I finally got my YouTube thing to work on my iPhone a couple of months ago, and I, I've been just like a kid in a candy store. You know, subscribing, following these people, and man, they are on top of every one of these trends and the amount of open source research and investigation that's going on, and all these issues. It's, it's just it's amazing. Hey, and L, L, yeah. let's forget about Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it has broken down pretty much, Twitter, hasn't it? Uh huh. But I, I, yeah. Um, there's not enough. There's not enough characters to actually express yourself. But then you know. All you, uh, have, to do is, all you have to do is hashtag your YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. You, I, have, I have a que- I have a question for you. What the hell is a hashtag? A hashtag is a an, an an ampersand. You know that thing that looks like. Oh, a, okay. Well, you say ampersand. Yeah. So 
And that that is supposed to, it's like a, a, it says, pay attention to this particular term. And then it'll show up uh, in various social media places. Uh, that's the term uh, well, but, well, well, like if it's in an e- email, what, uh, highlighted? No, no. To understand a hashtag, you have to understand computer language. You have to understand computer I used to program the things back for NASA. Well, well okay, great. Then a hashtag is part of com- that code that you put in that leads you back to where you want people to go. Well, but you're still not saying anything to me. Does it make that word a hot link? Yes. It's supposed to, yes. Okay, yeah. and what? And how, can do you have control in your text that may not show uh, what is linked to? Yeah. Or is it just linked to everywhere on the web that word is used? You use you use as few words as you can for your headline and hashtag to the link you want them to go to. So in other okay, words... Okay, so it's actually part of the headline, but you may not see it in the HTML. No, you will see it. Oh, and okay. It, and it's, and it's we'll not a ampersand, it's a pound sign or the number sign. Yeah, it is. Okay, I thought, I thought it was a number sign. Okay. It is. Yeah, it is. you're okay. right. You're right. That's right. Looks like a little slanted tic-tac-toe num- or line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A number sign. I, I use it for an abbreviation for number all the time. You're only allowed yeah. so many characters on Twitter. So what you want to do is keep your headline short, sweet, to the point, and hashtag to direct them where you want to go. Huh. Right. Well, I've right. never gotten into Twitter because I ain't a twit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not either. <laughs> All right. I don't have time for Twitter. Yeah. Right. I have a suggestion for an interview for you. This is Betty. Really? Nice. I'm going to read something right off the computer here. On the 1st of May, 2017, Cynthia McKinney, Ellen Brown, and Robert Steele agreed to launch We the People Unity for Integrity. They have a user's guide to the second American Revolution. And they're concerned with death to the deep state and occupied Congress. And their meetup groups are forming this moment all over the nation. Wow. What are they actually going to do? Well, they want to. They occupy Congress. Uh, uh, we're going to get. They want uh, by 2022 uh, to have there? Congress. Well, if you stop talking, I can tell you. Go for it. They're hoping by 2022 that Congress can be cleaned up and uh, start working for the people. You'll have to go to their website to learn more. I'm just. This is fairly new to me too. Huh. And what's the name? What's the website? It's that hashtag, um, uh, capital U, capital N, capital R, capital I, capital G. That's the the website. And you can go, if you just put it on the subject line, you'll get all kinds of YouTubes of them interviewing and everything. Hey, Betty, can you send me an email on that? Yeah, I will. That would be good. I'd like to even see it. If uh, Fred or uh, see if somebody can send it on to me. This is Steve from West Virginia. Okay. Do you have his email address, Fred? Yeah, I've got it. I've got it, Betty. Okay, I'll send it to you and you send it out to other Just ones, okay? I'll send it over to you. Thank you. With Cynthia McKinney involved in this, I think it's really going to fly. Good. Anything that's in the direction of Trump's uh, 
promise to clean the swamp or drain the swamp, uh, I'm in favor of. Betty, I, I was going to say that also Al Jordan, uh, probably the best person to be asking that if we can ever get Cynthia McKinney on, is Cynthia McKinney. As far as yeah. that would be oh, she's, awesome. She's on tour right now, so might be a good time to catch her. Because I between, think I, between gigs, I don't know whether it's just Robert Steele and them touring, and then she's on Skype, or whether she did come back to the states yeah. to tour. But I, I'll try to find out. Yeah, now, she, Betty, you said Ellen Brown's involved. Yeah, Ellen Brown. Okay. Yeah, Ellen Brown would be a, a good one to bring back on too. We we can definitely get Ellen. I mean, yeah, Ellen's good people. Yeah, I like yeah, well, her. Yeah, well, she'll she'll know all about this. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Just yeah, that's send me a good an email though. That's a good idea. Okay. Uh, this Ellen Brown is not the same uh, Brown that uh, there was a standoff at their place in uh, in New York State or something like that a few years back. No. No. Okay, there was a. Uh, oh, I thought Elaine Brown. That was Elaine. Ah, okay. Okay. Good to know. I, I, when I hear that name, I, I connect it to. God, God bless Elaine. That. Anybody right. know how how they're faring? Not directly. They're still incarcerated, incarcerated, but uh, yeah, Steve, uh, uh, Fred did a radio show uh, uh, with them, I guess, for several years till they were, uh, you know, and uh, tackled and arrested on their property. Yeah, but, yeah, Fred did a uh, a show with them quite quite some time. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I interviewed Ed Brown and Elaine Brown three days a week for several months prior to their arrest. Uh, I one time sued uh, uh, a bunch of federal court judges and, and local judges and that sort of thing, uh, Title 42 against them. And uh, when we had our uh, uh, court case in uh, Charleston, the capital of the state, um there was a bunch of a bunch of guys uh, carrying shackles in the back of the room, uh, ready to uh, clamp us down. But we we uh, apparently we sort of talked them enough where uh, the prosecutor uh, prosecutor and about twenty of us had a sit down, uh, kind of a human interaction, in a big uh, in a big uh, round table room sort of thing. Okay, guys, and, uh, that's. That's the past. Can we get back to L in the future? Sure. Yeah. So, uh, am I am I alive again? Yeah. You're alive. <laughs> We're breathing uh, I, life I, into you, Al. No, I, I, as you know, Fred, I've taken on the. You know what I've done with the with the mute button. I uh, mute myself all the time. I never know whether yeah. I'm muted or not. Um, <laughs> hey, by, by uh, the way, before we before we close out the hour, because I got to get going, but Al and I have been talking about this vision for many, many years privately years, yes. about wearing black robes, uh, walking the streets of major cities, and unleashing through conversational connections with everyday people these these questions and memes that can change the world, you know, and, and, and it was sort of like a joke for many years. Uh, and I, I, I think that this call, the way this call has functioned has been in effect a, a weekly rolling uh, training ground of, of interactions of, of not only people on our call as guests, but all of us as, as participants in the collective consciousness, as Steve says, uh, for uh, this this mission that I think Al, you're you're it. <laughs> I, I, I I sort I sort of think that you know um, a lot of us 
would like to actually believe that the way we felt, in the, and we're all old enough, I would say, in the 50s and 60s was actually real. Uh, and that as we saw the, the 70s begin to deteriorate our, our faith in government, started to continue to accelerate and only to prove that in the years 2017 that things were a lot worse than we ever thought that they, they were and things aren't exactly true. I think that we'd like to be able to believe that, that our voice is actually heard at the, at the voting booth and then when we, when we do talk to our congressmen and senators that we actually have a voice. But I don't think that any of that's true. Um, I mean, the closest thing that I could see that happening is, you know, the Leave it to Beaver environment that I live in right now being, you know, next to the CIA, you know, next to the, to the, to the federal government. This place that I'm right in right now, uh, everybody is nice to one another. It's really strange. Um, unlike other parts of the country, people say hello and goodbye and thank you. And, you know, the, the, the cashier at the, at the grocery store is nice to you and, and, you know, uh, you go to various places and people are, are civil. And, I, yeah, I just don't feel like I'm in the same country anymore. But I do get feelings about things that went you know, on in the past, you know, in the 50s and 60s. I do think that there are a lot of people where I am right now that are very much military. Um, but many of them, are, most of them are constitutionally driven. But they're also jaded and tainted by the politics of our government here, right, which operates very much independently. I mean, the, the agencies clearly operate independently of what we hear from the politicians completely, you know. Um, Do you see so, you know, the strange place? Yeah. The, uh, Al knows this, but probably not many people on the call do. It's a very strange place. You know, it's, it's legal in District of Columbia for uh, recreational marijuana. <laughs> right. How strange it is. Yeah, that's true. District of Columbia, you can go buy a pot, and, and uh, it's legal as long as you're over 21. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you know, and, and then in Virginia, it's, it's legal to carry a weapon on the street. And you'll see, you know, little, you know, and anybody can carry one. Women will carry it in their handbag sometimes. Men will carry it around on their hip, and it doesn't, there's, no, there's no, you know, uh, feathers ruffled. Uh the stands are selling fireworks. Um, in Maryland, you can't buy them. But here, you can buy them every place. I mean, on the street, you know, in the booths. Uh, in, in a place like Maryland, you can, which is where I used to live, uh, all the alcohol was controlled, or at least the, the uh, you know, things like scotch and whiskey, those kinds of things, by the counties. Here, you can buy anything you want in the, in the supermarket, you know, uh, anything you want. Uh, which is, and it's seven days a week. There isn't no no dry days, no prohibition, et cetera. Um, I, I have been told, although I have not had the delightful experience yet, I hope I never do, that the police are much tougher here than they are in other states. Don't know what that means exactly. Uh, I'll just take Ripple's word for it. Um, so, and the the wealth in Virginia, at least this part of Virginia. Is much higher than it is not five minutes of where I'm sitting in, in, in the better parts of Maryland. So somehow the wealth has migrated to this part of the world. There's an awful lot of, uh, well, as you probably would all know, lots and lots of military industrial companies that are here. Um, you know, all the big aircraft, defense weapon people, all that kind of thing are all in Virginia, and few if any are in Maryland, uh, right across the river, not five minutes from where I'm sitting. It's very interesting in that, in that way. Um, and where I am is considered, people here consider themselves Southerners. They do not consider themselves people from the North, Northwest, Northeast, et cetera. And it's, it's, it's only a five-minute drive over the Potomac River, you know, from here. It's very interesting in, in that way. Um, you know, it's, I don't know, I, you have to, I wish I had a big enough place to have you all camp out in my house for two weeks and you can see what I'm, what I'm talking about. It's just a very strange place in yeah. that way. You 
consider themselves Southerners. Um, you're exactly right. And once you cross, you cross the border and go into uh, Maryland, uh, they're considered themselves as uh, Northerners. That, that's that's the right. right scenario. But you're exactly right because I used to travel that area, and uh, uh, it's very much statewide. That's the way they they view themselves. If you live in Maryland, yeah. consider yourself as Northerner. If you live in uh, Virginia, you consider yourself as uh, a Southerner. Yes, yes, yes. And, you know, and they have strange things here. For example, in the old town I lived in, we have Congressional Country Club, which was started in 1918 or 1990 by the Congress of the United States. And you would think that that would be a place where you and I could go and you know, become members, right? Not true. You've got to spend a fortune to get on a list that lasts, may, lasts as long as your lifetime, you know, to get yeah. into this particular club. Yeah. Um, cost of real estate, even to rent in District of Columbia, is like trying to buy property on Long Island and paying taxes on it as well. It's very costly, yeah. very expensive. Yes. Yeah. And and you know, I, I wouldn't want, frankly, would not want to live in the city of Washington. Uh, it's not well kept. It's dangerous. Um, but it's also being it's also being knocked down, building by building, by developers. Um, within it, I think within a decade or two, you know, the city of Washington will be unrecognizable except for the, the main government buildings that you and I are all are, you know, used to. Um, I've seen that kind of that kind of change in the city of New York and in Boston. I lived in and around the city of New York during the first. 26 years of my life, you know, um, born in New York. I went by there not three weeks ago. I didn't recognize Manhattan. I was on the New Jersey side uh, dri- driving back from Connecticut. Didn't want to hey, go through the city. Yeah. Al, uh, this is just an idea, and i got to get going, but uh, just put this in your pipe and maybe smoke it uh, b- between now and next week. But, you know, sure. uh, just imagine uh, – having the opportunity to be a tour guide on, on, on a bus for of tourists that are interested in a different take on the history of the United States. Financially, oh, sure. politically, economically, and otherwise. Sure. They could be driven around D.C. and get information about our country, about our past, about the truth that is, no, is not delivered by any mainstream tourism company. I'd love to be able to have and, and, something and like you, that. And you then have a, a blog that supports that. You then have a Q&A, boots on the ground, street interaction that supports that. And then you get people from all over the country that can be aligned with you, with us, to bring yeah. uh, for a, a weekend, a long weekend, or a week to plug them in and have this whole thing like, like a, uh, uh, an educational uh, meals on wheels, so to speak, of, of the truth about American history. That's certainly a great idea. Um, I agree. Yeah, that's a great idea. I mean, it's sort of a, a you know, it's back to Americana. It's back to the truth. It, it's a conversational, a light but positive but truthful. It can be a little bit uh, nervy, but it's sort of like Aaron Russo's voice walking through his documentary. You know what? Yeah, I mean, you know, for example, Arlington National Cemetery, where you know so many of our fallen soldiers are buried, is a huge building in the middle of it, sitting on a hill, right? And everybody wonders what that building is. Turns out that was the mansion of Robert E. Lee. Isn't that strange? Isn't that something? Wow! It is something, (laughs) right? And I lived on River Road. And I lived, and the reason I moved is because I found out that I was living on a grave site of dead American slaves, and the, and the land is collapsing around me. Five oh acres. Oh my God! Away. Are you kidding me? It was me amazing. Now? I, I could bring you there. I mean, we could all go there. You'd find it very strange. And then all the locks that we hear about up and down the canal, the CNO Canal, are places where the you know the troops are traveling back and forth across the Potomac. Everybody thinks the Potomac is this deep river. It's not. It's very shallow. And, uh, you know, we had troops going back and forth to the north and the south, you know, all the time. It gives you a very different feel about 
you know, what was it? I mean, when you're when you're in the middle of it, you think Jesus' places are far away, but they're not. I mean, where I'm sitting now, you know, five minutes from here, the troops are were walking and running around. Ten minutes in a walk, I'm, I'm in, the, in the middle of CIA. You know, um, or I could go knocking on doors around here and find, you know, congressmen and senators who have no idea what country they're living in, even though they, they represent us in the government. <laughs> it's it's an amazing it's an amazing thing. But you're right. I'd love to have an alternative way of actually telling real history. Wouldn't that be a way to get the message out? What did the what did the founders really mean when they wrote the Constitution and the Bill of Rights? Yeah. What do I they mean? mean? Get, 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 get contributing uh, tour guides from Jim Condit to many people, to Jim Tesser, to many people who have been on this call. You can't, for example, you can't take it. I, I, and some people trying to distribute the Declaration of Independence on multiple occasions. People won't read it on the street. They get it handed to them and they throw it away. Yeah. They think it's sedition. No, they think it's treason. What's that? They don't want to... People don't read anymore. No, they don't. No, they don't. Hey, get, hey guys, you guys keep talking. i got to get uh, headed home, guys. See you later, Fred. Betty, send me that email, okay? I did. Thank you, Steve. Bye, Fred. Thanks, everyone. Good night. Night, Fred. Oh, L, before you go... Yeah. yeah. I'm going to get up here, but when you got when you have a few minutes, I'd like you to give me a call, and I'd like to talk to you about IOTs and okay. AI. Okay. We could talk about it tomorrow morning. I, I'm open. What I'm, time are you I'm, up? I'm here. When you okay. got time. Give me a call. I will, definitely will. Okay. Are you are you also on 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 Skype, Rose? I don't even know. Yeah, I I, I have a Skype account. I I registered for a Skype account. I haven't learned yeah. how to use it yet. Yeah, it's, it's a little daunting if you don't if you don't completely comprehend it because it's, it's unusual. I must admit, but it does work. Anyway, I'll call you tomorrow morning. Sure. Okay. Great. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna sign off. Yeah, me too. I've gotta go get something to eat. I haven't eaten today. Not yet. Good night, anyway. And nice you talking to everybody. We we do not need you falling falling down because you have no no food in you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now you got to keep your strength up. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. All right. Good night, everyone. A U N American Underground Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.